This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. As always, it's me, Jacob, and with me once again, Hayden. And we're here uh, to, t- <laughs> to talk about um, the big DC slate announcement that James Gunn put out last week. Yeah. Uh, when did he when did he do this? Was it like midweek or was it? It was Tuesday. Okay, so the day after we recorded, good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, this has been out for almost a week, but you know, we decided to to adhere to our regularly scheduled episodes and um and wait until now. So, is there any news that you want to talk about? I can't really think of anything other than this that's happened. Nothing uh, else that matters. Week. Honestly. There is one bit of news that I, I can think of, but I'm going to talk about that at the end because it has to do with what we're going to talk about next week. So, um, yeah, I'll save that. Okay. Before um, we get into this, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say my string of positivity lasted one week. No, he's going to be positive this episode. Just wait. It will, it, it will not continue this episode. Just watch. Uh, I'll, just I'll be little, negative for the both of both of us. You got this. I, I believe just, in you. <laughs> just just a little a little teaser for the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> it, overall thoughts about this announcement. How do you feel? I'm I'm still iffy on it. Like it's I'm not sold on anything. The fact that like the Flash movie is still like the the point where this is really taking over really upsets me but is it though (sighs) that's what they said they said that it's gonna set up this whole new universe and i I don't understand why james gunn was like this was this is one of the best movies i've superhero movies i've seen and i I just can't believe it that was baffling i can't for for me james gunn you can't say that (laughs) i'm gonna be honest the the actual DCU, like, chapter one, that's Slate. Mm-hmm. There's only one thing that I really have an issue with. But it was all the peripheral stuff. The stuff that they said about James Momoa as Aquaman. The stuff that he was saying about the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. The stuff that they were saying about these other movies made me less excited granted the main slate that we're going to talk about closer to the end of the episode didn't really live up to my expectations um i feel like there's some good things in here i feel like it's a little it'll be interesting to see if they can pull off what they're trying to do Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really have faith because I feel like nobody has done this concept well, and I think that them trying it pretty much. I guess what I'm talking about is they want to blend TV shows, movies, animation, and video games all together, mm-hmm. and they don't have any video games announced yet. 
those take longer to develop, obviously. But right now, they have animated series, live-action series, and movies in development. Mm-hmm. So, it... It's a it's a bit daunting of a task for them, I think. Mm-hmm. Just because we've seen Marvel build to doing this. And I understand that these are two very different companies. But they're also, you know, comic book media franchises. I don't know... We saw Marvel take a dip in quality when they introduced the TV shows. I don't think it was purely the issue with the TV shows, but, like, that level of interconnectivity, especially if you're adding video games and animation in there, it's it's a lot of commitment. And when you're trying... For, for the viewer, a lot of commitment for the viewer. And if you're trying to get this off the ground... Because, let's see... Um... Yeah, half of the stuff they announced for that slate is TV shows. Yeah. Or are TV shows. So it's... It's, um... I just... That is my biggest concern when it comes to the actual Chapter 1 Gods and Monsters slate that they announced. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I, I'm not sure if you feel the same. I, I didn't really put like a whole lot of thought into it, but I mean... A lot of people have HBO, I think. I think it's pretty common because it's still one of the only, like, channels that you could also get, like, with streaming packages on TV, yeah. you know, like, that has, like, a show that airs every Sunday, and these are going to be those kind of shows, I feel like. These 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 are going to be the, take it, these are going to be, like, the House of the Dragons, these are going to be the, uh, The Last of Us, what else are, have they aired on that, uh, Showtime was Showtime Lakers was Sunday night. You mean winning time? Yeah. Winning time? Yeah. So I think they'll do fine with TV. I don't know how they'll calculate like profit off of that. I don't know I I don't know how that'll go through. Like so we, it'll be interesting to see, but it it'll be hard because Marvel didn't do it right. They still haven't, I don't think, with series and No. Uh, they movies, definitely so they haven't gotten that balance right either. Mm-hmm. Because they want to put out as many shows as possible. Yep. And they want to make it all in the same universe, but they haven't found that balance of how much can you actually expect people to watch mm-hmm. to have it all interconnected. So there's that issue. And then there's also the issue of quality. At this point, mm-hmm. if, if these series are produced by... In a similar way that they produce shows like you mentioned, Winning Time, House of the Dragon, uh, The Last of Us being some of the most recent ones, White Lotus, mm-hmm. Succession. I think Succession is HBO. Well, those um, are those are more like grounded in reality movies too, or like not movies but series as well. So it would be interesting to see, like even with House of the Dragon, like it, they, it's made to look gritty and realistic. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they'll handle. A universe with superheroes in it that's mm-hmm. not going to be super gritty you know not super mine's more of a, a realistic. question of quality mm-hmm. um just because if they have 
the people that produce and run those shows making these Mm -hmm. maybe i feel a bit better but we see the difference on disney plus of the things done by lucasfilm and the things done by marvel studios Mm -hmm. very very stark contrast there could we be getting the same where the warner brothers dc studio is making something of a lot lower quality than the hbo series that we've talked about that's a concern there but my my main concern is if you're trying to get a universe off the ground and get people invested in this cinematic universe you're starting off with two tv shows that not many people are gonna know Mm -hmm. i was thinking the same thing grant or they aren't like significant characters granted Marvel started off with characters that weren't unknown, but they weren't very popular. Yeah, like These, I feel like, are even like a C or D tier, if that, mm-hmm. of DC. And the fact that they're doing TV shows, not movies, it's a it leaves a lot of question marks out there. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it we'll really leaves a lot sp- of question marks to me with like Waller, because it's going to be uh, Viola Davis again. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a bit more when we get to actually diving into these individual ones. But uh, yeah, at <laughs> during this, I guess press press conference, whatever you want to call it, uh, we have to get something out of the way. Just like James Gunn said that before we release any of our stuff, we have to release these last few DCEU Snyderverse products, which. <sighs> really just it this starting like having this big announcement and then being like by the way we're releasing these last few movies on a universe that we're essentially killing um you know it i was excited for one of these things the rest of it i don't really care about Mm -hmm. shazam 2 we talked about it a couple weeks ago I think that really you can you can look at Shazam 1 as being kind of set in its own universe almost. Mm-hmm. And then this one could just be a standalone sequel to that. The other ones, The Flash and Aquaman, you definitely can't. Mm-hmm. And then what's strange to me, in between The Flash and Aquaman 2, they're releasing Blue Beetle. Which is introducing a completely new character to this universe <laughs> yep. that's already dead in the water. I understand he, that it's already been produced and everything, but it just feels very strange to take over and announce this reset, but then finish out what you're doing. If it was one or two movies, sure, but to do four more movies. Are all four of these supposed to come out this year? Uh, I don't think this year. I think that I Shazam Aquaman's and the... supposed to be like Christmas. Of the... Oh shit, then maybe so. all of these are supposed to be this year. Shazam is soon. Shazam is February or March? I don't remember. The Flash, is that this summer? I think so. Yeah, I mean, then I guess it. I guess Blue, Be- Blue Beetle is supposed to be maybe in the fall. I can, I can very much see a world where Blue Beetle could be a standalone away from everything else. And they could just integrate it into the new universe. <sighs> But I don't know. But what... 
They specifically said it was going to be part of this continuity, though. I don't know why they would say that. I don't. I don't really get it either. But um, and then they they came out and they said with Aquaman too. They were like Jason. It was always seen as a trilogy for Jason Momoa to be Aquaman. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, is he yeah. going to be Aquaman again? Yeah, they said they like, essentially <laughs> said there will be an Aquaman three. I think, which is insane. Like, is that? What is the Flash going to do, and why is Ezra Miller still being considered for this job? <laughs> I. That's the thing that left me with the most questions. If they were just salvaging stuff that had already been made, I get it. You think you can release it and make some money off of it, that's fine. But the fact that they said that they're going to do an Aquaman 3 before Aquaman 2 has even come out, I don't... <sighs> I don't see the point because you have to think by that time I think this DC the like DC universe stuff the chapter 1 is going to start in 2025. Mm-hmm. So that means that by the time Aquaman 3 is released this stuff will have started coming out. Mm-hmm. That's going to be confusing and it's going to really muddy the waters but so is like the the Waller HBO series, which we'll talk about later. That's in the same boat, but uh, I mean, Elseworlds will also just muddy the waters as well. I think, especially with like the Batman, because I think be that, introducing another Batman, you know. Yeah, I think that that is. I think they handled that the way they should have, actually. But we can talk about that later. If you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, because I have some thoughts on that. My biggest thing with the DCEU is that... They said that they're going to use the Flash to reset the universe. Then just shuffle it and make it be the last movie out of these four. That's what that's I was released. thinking, too. Instead of Aquaman 2, for some reason. Yeah, it doesn't... Because Batman's in that movie, apparently. Yeah, like... that's... Unless they switch the order of these around, I don't understand. I see from a a reshoot at Aquaman 2 with whoever they cast as the new Batman. (laughs) I would be so upset at that point. I I see. (laughs) I can see that this. I can see you wanting to release these movies. You've spent a lot of money to make them. You think you can get okay returns on them. Sure, put them out. But the way that they're doing it, they're trying to use this to reset the universe. I understand they said, well, Flashpoint is how they reset with the new 52. Or maybe that's how they reset with Rebirth, one of the two. I don't remember which one it was. I don't know. But it's like... Yeah, comics, you can do that, because a lot of weird shit happens in comics. You have hundreds of concurrent stories, and you don't have a mainstream audience. People that keep up with comics are usually really into comic books. Mm-hmm. And whenever a reset... Ha- and, and it's and it's so set in stone ever since, you know, the 40s, 50s, 60s, these resets happen. The continuity changes. With movies, that's a lot less common. The only thing that I can really think of doing that on a consistent basis is something like James Bond, 
where they do some films and they change the actor, they change the like the backstory a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you kind of just accept that it's the same guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, with with this, it just doesn't feel like it's gonna land the same. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're releasing four movies before they start their universe. And the one that's supposed to reset everything is the second out of those four? Yep. I don't know. I still personally hold the belief that The Flash will not come out. Um, Maybe not. (laughs) I think it's crazy that that has been through production hell. And every story coming out about that movie is that, like, this movie's a mess. James Gunn is like, this movie is one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Like, is he being serious? I don't know. I hope not, man. Or is he just talking out of his ass? Because either way, it it doesn't make sense. Somebody make it make sense to me. If Please. if you want this to be if you want this to be your pivot point, I don't know. This section of the of the slate is what confuses and frustrates me the most. <laughs> yeah. Just because it, we've talked about them needing to do a hard reset for years now on this podcast yep and they're so close but they it feels like they want to hold on to just enough of the existing ip from the past 10 years um to make it confusing to muddy the waters and to really make it more difficult for them to start fresh, which is what I really think this needs. Um, there's too much. There's too much baggage. I really don't think you can effectively salvage anything just because mm-hmm. there's so much baggage, controversy, and confusion surrounding everything that's come out up until this point. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> Especially uh, for what we're about to talk about, if you are you if you're doing DC Elseworlds as well, that adds another layer of confusion. So you feel like you could save yourself the trouble, and kind of leave the old continuity in the past instead of trying to mix and match. But mm-hmm. I agree. There's just but layers D- and layers and layers to this. <laughs> With DC Elseworlds, we have two movies that they've announced. They've all, they've both already been announced uh, prior to this. It's Joker 2 and The Batman Part 2. Yep. Uh, how do you... How does this make you feel? I mean, it uh, that's fun. I I don't know how I feel about there gonna be There's going to be two Batman movies. Like, two separate Batman Act, like actors it's just gonna be weird i think but if they there i think there's a w- world where they can do it right you know yeah joker 2 doesn't need to be made i could care less about it but i'll see it you know well we isn't have the, to for the show lady Ga- i assume lady, isn't lady gaga in that one is that the person that I think was she, like rumored i think she's harley quinn i don't know if that was ever officially announced but it's know. uh it was at least um uh, heavily rumored i think she's definitely in it i don't know if they ever said she's harley quinn or not but i think uh i see i think that's the idea um mm. 
Joker 2 is unnecessary. Uh, the first Joker was a movie that was pretending to say something significant. <laughs> and people really latched on to it. I never quite understood that. I think that... I think that this... Um, this podcast wasn't around when this movie came out, I don't think. It wasn't. And I didn't see it in theaters, so... I did. That's the only time I've seen it. And I was... I remember watching it and thinking, this is fine. Like, it's... It's a decent movie. I think on Letterboxd, they gave it like three stars or three and a half. Mm. Maybe... You know what? I'll look it up. How many stars did I give it on Letterboxd? But... Um... It... Regardless of what I gave it at the time, I think my... Oh, that movie came out pre-Letterboxd, actually. Or pre-when I got Letterboxd. So I don't know what I thought about it at the time, specifically. Tough. But, looking back on it, it's just... It did some of the wrong stuff, in my opinion. It tried to... Humanize the Joker and make him into a sympathetic character... And had everybody being like, we do live in a society. I am the Joker and, you know, whatever. It's like, I mean, we got a pretty good album, uh, rap album based off that concept, which was snubbed at the Grammys, in my opinion. But, (laughs) like, just all the regular, like, you know, 20-year-old white incels being like, Maybe I am the Joker. Maybe, maybe, maybe we do live in a society. Maybe nobody understands me. <laughs> like, all those guys that we got coming out after this, it was just, it was exhausting, quite frankly. Mm. Um, and really, like, even if you look at it as a very good movie, mm. which I didn't think it was, mm. it stands on its own. It tells a pretty okay i mean it's just like taxi driver essentially but like yeah it it tells a a contained story with a start and a finish and that finish was kind of left up to interpretation Mm -hmm. and that kind of could have been it and it could have been you know for the most part well received you know not necessarily from us i don't think but um you know, it, it it just I don't understand the need for it. Yeah. And taking a step back and looking at the the larger DC cinematic universe now, Elseworlds is a great concept. A lot of really great comic books have come out of the DC Elseworlds banner. Uh, the other issue with this is once again you're trying to build something new. Do you really want, right off the bat, you know, before any of these movies have come out, we already have one Elseworlds movie, essentially, mm-hmm. um, with the Batman. And it, it just, it seems like Starting it off, like, if you're going to introduce your Elseworlds Batman, 
and your Elseworlds Joker, which are... T- you have two Elseworlds Jokers, because there's one just about the Joker, then there's one just about Batman, where he's there peripherally. Um, mm. If you're going to introduce those characters in the Elseworlds form before you have them in your main continuity, it just it feels unnecessarily muddy, if that makes mm. any sense. I agree a lot of characters it's i don't know how they'll handle that at all i mean like like i said i mean they've got it they're gonna cast an older batman than than robert pattinson for their universe are but they, it's still did they just say that? weird well it's it's implied because like uh bat robert pattinson he was uh what was he he was either second or third year the batman was of batman and now it's yes. like a seasoned batman with his son He's got okay. Damian Wayne. Oh, it is Damian Wayne? I yep. don't. We'll I, talk about I, that later. We'll talk, yeah, I was yeah. I was gonna ask if you knew that. I mm-hmm. I must have forgotten, but Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I also we'll like get to I remember when the f- first Joker movie was released. I didn't like, like I said, I didn't see it, but I saw like the reception and people freaking out about it, and then I watched it and I was like, this guy's obviously fucking crazy (laughs) this is this is the guy you guys are just like idolizing for some reason and it doesn't need a second movie but like i thought it was fine for what it was and the batman was good it was just way too long yeah how did you so i'm curious how did you feel about the batman and how do you feel about it getting a sequel because i feel like this is kind of a point of contention for some people when it comes to why they really, really want the Elseworlds to happen because See, truth, of this movie. Truth be told, it, I, I thought, the understanding beforehand was like, this Pat, Batman might be part of the new world, who knows. But then yeah. like a, along along the way they were like, no, he's just a standalone guy, we don't know what we're doing. And then James Gunn came along and he's like, we're just going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine as long as like the... I'm fine with it as long as like it's a good movie. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, I. My thing was I didn't really. I thought the Batman was pretty average. Mm-hmm. We did an episode on it, didn't we? I'm sure. We yeah, did. yeah, we. It, only, it came out like a year ago, so. Okay, I was making sure that this came out while we had the show. It, every now and then, I have to like think real hard and be like, "Did we have the show when this came out? We started the show in 2020, right?" Oh. Um, like, er, like early 2020. I don't know. It might have been 2021. I think you're right. 2021 sounds right. It is. Okay. So, um, yeah, it, I didn't love it. I think that there's a lot of good elements in there. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of kind of mediocre and bad stuff in there too. And the fact that they've openly said we're going with gritty realism and we're not doing any of Batman's like interesting villains that couldn't exist in the real world and it's like okay so we're just doing this again it's kind of gotten stale you kind of back yourself into a corner and you lose out on a lot of interesting batman lore and villains Mm. and things like that 
Um, so that already lost some points for me when it came to how interested I was in seeing this universe continue. And then it's also just the fact of like having this Batman be established outside of the regular continuity and run concurrently to your mainline universe. And you're calling this the Elseworlds. The thing is, ideally, in my opinion, you start from scratch. That mm-hmm. if that means the Batman Two is not getting or the Batman's not getting a sequel, so be it. If that means Joker's not getting a sequel, good. Um, you just kind of you start with what you're starting with, and then after you do one or two chapters conceptually i think it'd be really cool to make elseworlds movies Mm. centered around these characters but i think for that to work you really need to have the foundation of your mainline universe set in stone i agree for people to understand and then make it very clear in your marketing and stuff you could use the same actors but like you know we get some stories like gotham by gaslight is one that comes to mind where Mm. it's like this is Batman set in, you know, the 1800s or whatever. You could use the same actor. You could use a different actor depending on, you know, what point you were trying to make. But I think you really, for this to land, you really need to have that that Batman already set in your universe. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the, the sequel for the Batman, that's going to come out, like, the same year their universe is starting, right? In 2025? Yes. So it's it's going to be weird because they're going to start it with those two TV shows. I don't know if – is the Superman movie coming out that year supposed to? I think that's the plan. And then I the think Batman 2025 movie at the end is the, of the target year? date for that. I think that one's a summer release for the movie, I would think. And then the Batman is next, I think. Right? I would I would assume that they're going to try to do the Batman like a year later. It would make sense. I would Yeah, it says next – you They've need got two some... shows, then the next thing is a, f- a movie, and then The Authority is also a, it's a crossover film, it says, so that would be the second movie after Lantern <laughs> I have some questions about that when we get to it, because I heard. we'll talk about that later, because I'm already seeing some stuff where it's going to be like, are they just going to run into some of the problems that they did with Zack Snyder's universe? So We'll get to it. I have an idea of what they could do. I don't I really don't mean to be so negative. It's just I really think I really thought going into this they were going to come in and they were going to really clean things up and it feels like if anything overall they just kind of added more questions. I feel like th- so the the Batman sequel is going to come out before the Batman movie of the universe which is going to be weird. <clears throat> but <clears throat> since this is Elseworlds, it's going to be confusing. What like and they said yeah, like, they're gonna have the same actor audiences. across all of the different medias, you know. What if they just aged like made Robert Pattinson look a little bit older for this universe, since it, you know. Yeah. Make him look forty because he's in his thirties. I think he might almost be forty at this point. I mean, he was like, you know. I don't know how in, old he is. He's probably not forty. <laughs> well, in two thousand in two thousand five give or take he was in his like late teens so i he's close to 40 he's 36 yeah yeah so maybe you can look make him look like early 40s and he has a son that's 13 or something 14 damian wayne i really think 
that honestly, like your best bet might just be to use Robert Pattinson. But then the issue with that is, are you tying yourself down to this Batman who's just grounded so hard into reality? If you're making a wider cinematic universe, that just doesn't work. It just, yeah. for personally for me, it doesn't work for Batman. Christopher Nolan did it well mm-hmm. because it was, it was new, and he really he took the interesting Batman villains that you can get in that real world type setting, mm-hmm. and he and he used them up, and he really like fumbled Bane as well because, um. That character, you know, he's got, like... He doesn't necessarily have to have the juice and have to be, like, um, a wrestler and everything. Mm-hmm. But it make, it makes his character less interesting to not have it that way, in my opinion. So, like, he had already kind of ran his course with that. And yeah. now it's, like, they've done the Riddler and they did it in that way. So it's... Are you gonna back yourself into a corner with that in the wider universe, the, like the Joker in the sequel again, like yeah. Nolan did? You know, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Can he? He couldn't team up with Superman. No, there's no way. He doesn't talk to anybody well, outside not, of Alfred. You know? Well, not like, even he, that. He like at the end of the, at the end of the first one, they left room for him to grow and become more cooperative. Sure, <laughs> but I'm talking about like strictly from the power set like the the world that batman that the batman is in yeah. that particular batman even, could not a, like a, a, f- a flying vehicle or anything like the bat in that no. movie i don't even remember i mean like he, he might technology wise but i'm talking strictly batman the person the entity that portrayal of batman the way they've written it the world that that gotham is in yeah, a S- Superman does not fit it, into that world. It, it would be it, in a different it would state. Be, like, it would be, be calling like calling for Superman's help and stuff already. It would be like, like trying to put Superman into the Nolan universe. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So are you going to use the actor but make it a different continuity? I don't know. I don't it's know. an idea for him, but I, it, what? Who knows what's best for him? Not me, probably. Yeah, seeing the Elseworlds stuff, I understand you have two successful movies that you want to continue on with. I just feel like they're doing it at the expense of the the overall goal, which is to have this successful media DC universe. Um, I feel like they're releasing the... DCEU stuff kind of at the expense of that the way that they're releasing it unless they switch the orders around or do something with the the Flash especially if they continue making Aquaman movies <laughs> and then with the Elseworld stuff I feel like all of this is at the expense of this new universe they're trying to build mm-hmm. and seeing this stuff get announced really kind of lowered my expectations um sadly because as we know we've talked about um always i've preferred dc characters comic books um 
the stories they have to tell and stuff. I've preferred DC to Marvel. I have always been... I've always gravitated more to those characters. I've always thought they had more interesting stories, more interesting villains. Um, better writing in a lot of their story. I mean, that's very subjective. Better writing is subjective, but in a lot of the stories that I've read, just the regular day-to-day monthly issues or whatever, I feel like the, the writing consistently at least for the books that I've read, is better in DC, the ones that I've kept up with consistently. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, you know, the past 10 years, you know, really 15, if you go back to when Marvel started this, just really wanting that that same thing, but with the characters that I liked more, just really wanting to build something and seeing them fail over and over again. Finally, I was looking forward to just a clean slate and moving forward but you know we've already we have our you know dc phase one slate announcement and we've spent you know 40 minutes talking about uh stuff that is getting released that's not that's not a part of the mainline series so it's it it is kind of (laughs) discouraging it's um and a little bit disappointing yeah with that being said um Let's get into the actual main slate, DC Chapter 1, um, Gods and Monsters. The first thing being released, it feels like a strange thing to start on, but very James Gunn. This seems like something that he would be very into. Yeah, I agree. He's starting off with an animated series called The Creature Commandos. So, it's already off to a very interesting start. I don't mind Mm. this. Other than the fact that we talked some at the beginning about how, you know, mixing TV and movies and animation is a daunting task. It'll be difficult for them to pull it off, but I think that if we were just talking about this slate of stuff, I think that I'd be really satisfied with how it's starting off. It's it's something weird, it's something interesting, it's something different. Mm. It's kind of a palate cleanser, honestly. Yeah. It's I you think know, so. these I don't know much about these characters. It looks like you know, I've done a little bit of looking into them. It's like just a squadron of weird guys and girls with weird powers. Yeah. I had to pull up a list of them because I have never heard of them be- like, like before the announcement. <laughs> yeah. I've read a little bit about them. It just looks like a weird fun time. A yeah. weird like ragtag group that, you know, with a rotating cast of characters depending on mm-hmm. the continuity that you're reading. He has a lot to choose from. The artistic style of this works really... It looks like it will translate really well to animation, so... Mm-hmm. Using that as the format is great, mm-hmm. I think. And I, I trust James Gunn with his writing, because he didn't... He, he wrote The Suicide Squad and he wrote Peacemaker, if I'm correct. I so, doubt I, I trust he wrote his writing. every episode of Peacemaker, but... He was probably one of the lead writers on that show. It'd be I would yeah. be surprised if he wrote that entire thing. 
he did write the Suicide Squad, I believe. But yeah, so I, for, I trust his his skills as a writer for sure. I think you know, especially with something weird like this, like yeah, this something is de- he's passionate about. You know, this is definitely in his bag. This is probably something that he grew up reading as a kid, or when he was mm-hmm. younger. That he is pa- like you said, is passionate about. Um, they have said that um, they're gonna start off. This well, uh-huh. okay. he wrote off. Peacemaker too. He did every yeah. like he he wrote every, every episode. episode. Yep, that's shocking. That that's not that's not very. You still haven't even seen it, have you? I haven't, and I. <laughs> you still need to. <laughs> I just, it came out at the time where I was just kind of fed up with everything uh, DC related. I, I'll watch it eventually. It's just. Every time I'm close to watching it, I feel like DZ just disappoints me again with something. I'm just like, I'm not. I'm not. He got really close January 31st, but as soon as February 1st hit, James Gunn dropped the news. He was like, "Oh, I'm out." (laughs) It was. It wasn't that recently, but it was. It was pretty. It was close to when like black, like all the stuff about Black Adam was coming out. I was just like, close to watching it, and I was like, I can't do this right now. Um. But yeah, no, this seems really interesting. One thing to note, this is something that I'm not a huge fan of. He said that they're going to use the actors and actresses that they're going to use to portray these characters in live action. They're going to voice them in the video games and in the animated things. Mm -hmm. It seems like a lot of work on the casting department. Honestly. I, I mean, you have to find someone who's okay with doing it, but, like, voicing animated stuff, you know, is probably... Maybe for a video game, it's more work, but, like, it's it's probably an equivalent amount of work mm-hmm. between a TV... Not, not a TV. But somebody that could, like, between live accurately action and convey it, like, as a animated... As the animated character, and then, like, also look the part... And be that character in live action, you know. Well, that's that's my thing is I I'm afraid they're gonna focus on the live action part, mm-hmm. and this is something that animated movies have been doing for a while now. They've been getting known actors and actresses in to voice animated people instead of getting traditional voice actors, and I feel like that has been bad for animated movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. Every now and then you get you get someone who can do it. You get someone who can who is a traditional live action actor or actress and who can go in to a recording booth and, you know, really do a great performance of voice acting. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, there are a lot of misses in there and I'm just afraid that they're going to try to do this and it's just not going to land and it's going to be detrimental to some of the games and animated stuff. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I do like the idea of starting off with this because it's weird, it's different, it's a palate cleanser, it's something that he likes and is passionate about. And just like I said, looking at some of the some of the comics that have been released about these uh, these characters, just the style doing this in animation. You can capture a lot more of the the look and stuff. I I, I do think this this is going to be good. Mm. 
and next up, uh, we move into something that, once again, just continues to muddy the water. Um, yep. I think you know a little bit more about this than I do, just because you've watched Peacemaker. So if you want to talk mm-hmm. about it all, add some thoughts. So it's it's literally just the team from the Suicide Squad. It's the the big tall guy with longer hair and the beard, the blonde chick. That's James Gunn's wife. Um, who else is in it? Gosh, like uh, Viola Davis is in Peacemaker. Obviously, Viola Davis um, is Amanda her daughter's Waller, in Pe- Yeah, she is. Okay. Uh, uh, Amanda Waller's daughter is in the show. I don't. I assume she'll appear in this show because it's her daughter. But she was in Peacemaker, so um, it's just those people from that movie. But the weird thing is, is at the end of Peacemaker, I, I don't know if it, I'm going to spoil it for you. If it, it's, it doesn't matter, like but, I probably already know it. Yeah, the Flash and Aquaman show. Oh up yeah, in like a we've talked about scene, that multiple like, times on the podcast. So, like, these characters are literally tied to the old universe. Yeah, so, not only the the title character, it's called Waller. It's an HBO Max series. She is has been in both, been Suicide, in both Squad Suicide Squad movies and Peacemaker. Those movies are all heavily tied to the, like, the Snyder films and the rest of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, they're just... They take something really different and really possibly innovative and great they follow it up with something that immediately ties directly back to what they're supposedly moving away from i don't (laughs) i don't understand like i get it he made peacemaker he made that second suicide squad movie he wants to use it but really as the head of this new thing you kind of have to think that if you're moving away from it you just gotta move away from it i i don't I, I, tr- I truly don't understand what they're going for here. Yeah. There's another thing do. later on that we're going to talk about that I'm not really sure how it's going to tie, if it's going to tie in or not. But th- like them announcing this plus them saying there's going to be another Aquaman movie after the second one. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it's, are they going to try to, move these characters over at that point why not bring henry cavill back <laughs> don't don't suggest that now stop well no i'm Just no stop, i'm saying you know? i'm saying why didn't they i don't know i mean nobody because knows this point. when they when they turned him away my that kind of solidified for me oh they're starting fresh you would think but then this comes out and it's like, no, we're hanging on to bits and pieces. We're doing just enough to make it muddy, make it confusing. I, I, I really don't like this show being slotted in there, especially as the second thing. Yeah. Espe- not on- the second thing before they do their first movie. Um. Mm-hmm. It just it it doesn't. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see the vision here. I I, I, I really don't. Grant like the Flash. If they're doing some like Flashpoint time travel stuff, 
like they do in a lot of DC continuities, you can have pretty much the same characters with just a different, a slightly different backstory. Some characters have changed, some characters die, whatever. You merge a couple universes. But to start off a cinematic universe like that, which you could say this is a continuation of the DCEU that we've gotten up until this point. Mm. Just in a medium that's not comic books, it just, it's hard to see it working. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't I don't know why they, they, they've just recycled these people, these characters, with the same yeah. actors. It really... But... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I'm not that psyched for it, but we'll see. Next up is something that I, I really, really, really hope is good. It, I can't wait for Chris Pratt to be Superman. Just like think, the meme with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I think he's a bit old. I think they're trying he's to get someone old. in their in their mid twenties. Uh we're talking For about sure. Superman Legacy, which is the first movie in the series. It is a um live action movie written by James Gunn. I think there's a possibility he's gonna direct it as well. Um, I would assume so at that point. He hasn't said it. He might have even said that he doesn't think he will. I think by the time this is all said and done, he's going to... To to have the first movie in the universe you're creating, I think if you're writing it, you're going to want to direct it too. I, I think that's what he's going to what he's gonna do. Um, yeah, I agree. And this is going to be, a they said, a year two Superman. So he's going to be working at the Daily Planet. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we don't yeah. need to see a Another full-on backstory. origin. We, we don't yeah. need to see it. What I think we do need to see is a proper characterization of Superman. Mm-hmm. We got that in the 70s. We have not gotten a true Superman adaptation in live action since then. Um... Man of Steel is a fine movie. It's not a Superman movie. Not really. It's not... It was trying to capitalize off of the Dark Knight trilogy and that dark, gritty universe. They tried to do that. If they had kept Man of Steel as a standalone trilogy like they were originally trying to, that works. But people say that DC is about darker grittier more realistic characters it's really not that's like that's batman's thing and what makes batman so special in that universe is that he is the outlier he is a contrast to a lot of the other characters he's essentially the contrast to superman and if you have Mm -hmm. them both portraying these dark gritty gruesome characters then it's like um there's no back and forth they don't mesh together really as a team you're pretty much just watching a a lot of the same stuff going on especially like with the batman superman movie yeah it's the same thing going on no matter oh your mom's name is martha my name's mom is martha my name's mom is (laughs) Martha. um yeah it i just want to see like a truly good symbol of hope i i I really hope they get this right. Mm-hmm. If they if they get this right, this could absolve everything else. 
In a way, you know, they have two properties coming out before this. I think this is the true jumping off point for this universe. How this is handled, how this is received. This is kind of the litmus test because Superman is the heart and the soul of, you know, mainstream DC characters. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he is comics. He, he's the biggest comic book character in the world, I would think. I mean, it's him or Spider-Man, right? I would say Superman. Still. I would say Superman as well. I, I think that, yeah, he is... Yeah, he is superheroes, you know what I mean? He is, like like you said... Depend- like, he, he he's the, the figurehead of superheroes. He, he's the... Yeah. The head shit, what was it called? I, I forget. The flagship. What it, the flagship, that's it. Yeah, he... If they can get this right, I think that this will be a great start. And this is personally why I think that this is one of two reasons why the DCEU never really got off. Because they they didn't do Superman right. And they tried to build off of a Superman who wasn't... He didn't embody what that character is meant to be, so the universe never worked. And I feel like that this is really important. It's really important for them to get this right, which is why I think James Gunn is going to end up directing because ultimately on the creative side, he's in charge. And th- this is probably and the biggest movie on this list, That uh, the biggest thing that matters. Yeah, they you know, need to get this right. And hopefully they will. Probably the make or break of the universe, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited I, I, for the next thing, though. I'm really hoping that that's good. This next thing, I think, is very interesting. It's another one of those things where, like, this is a TV show on this list that I think, if you do it right, it could really work. Um, they said they said it was going to be like a, a detective. True. Uh, but they, like spe- I, they specifically said True Detective, which yeah. Um, true I've Detective. Seen, but true it's, Detective it's season one right. is probably the greatest single season of television ever, in my yeah. opinion. Season 2 drops off a little bit. I still liked it, but it wasn't as great as Season 1. Season mm-hmm. 3 gets gets closer um, to being back towards what Season 1 was. Uh, the, what, there were two Green Lanterns in this. Do you remember which ones they said they were going to use? It's the big two. It's Hal Jordan and... Uh, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. Okay. That's good. I think. I, I think that seeing those two... We've seen Hal Jordan in live action before... Originally, DC was going to do a TV show centered around Guy Gardner. I feel like that's fine, but really right off the bat, getting Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart in there will be huge. Those are the, um, the two biggest like lanterns, yeah, like from animation, from yeah, comics. For sure. So. Um, yeah, though, if they can do those characters well, and if they can really make... This is one thing that I feel like... Marvel and DC and other things up until this point have failed to do is make good genre movies and genre TV. Every now and then Marvel's like, hey, we're making a romantic comedy. Hey, we're making a <laughs> horror movie. Hey, we're making this. We're making this. But it, it never feels like that. At most, it's like, oh, this is a Marvel movie with horror elements. Oh, this is a Marvel movie with a bit of romantic comedy in there. It never feels truly like the genre they say it's trying to be. 
But mm-hmm. really, what I would like to see here is I would like to see a hard-boiled detective story with elements of DC Comics in there, if that makes sense. It's like... I'll, we'll talk about this later, but that's what I want to see with Swamp Thing as well. Is, I, I think a good comparison right now is like like how The Last of Us is a quote-unquote zombie like thing. This It's not a story about zombies really it's a story about people people yeah so yeah yeah that's yeah something like that because i feel like comics a lot of times can do that they've they've Mm. they've done great stories where it's like oh this is like a hard-boiled detective story but the detective just happens to be john stewart you know what i mean Mm. um if they can pull this off if they can do superman and then turn around and pull this off this will be big, and then have those lanterns popping up in movies and stuff like that. I feel like these two properties right here will be big for what they're trying to do, because they if they can have a really successful movie followed up by a really successful TV show introducing these big characters for this universe they're trying to build, if they're trying to do these crossovers and stuff with, I think that this... Yeah, this, this these two things back-to-back will be big for setting the foundation of that. Mm-hmm. I hope that I've, the other stuff doesn't muddy the foundation, like we talked about earlier, the DCEU stuff, the Elseworld stuff, and then the Waller TV show. I hope that really those th- things, the, the, the muddiness, the confusion from that, I hope that doesn't overshadow the foundation that these two things are trying to build. I feel like starting off um for this first chapter that they're trying to do the this is the keystone that's going to hold that arch together because looking at this list i think that these two things this is obviously superman is going to be the flagship movie it is the most important property to come out of this chapter Mm -hmm. and lanterns i feel like it it is the the movie that or the tv show that could really solidify what they're trying to do across different mediums across movies and tv shows this could be the standard for what they're trying to build towards with these other properties mm-hmm. um yeah is there anything else you had to say about that no i just i i think that has a lot of potential to it and like like you said this is the if these two things like do good they might as well like it might just take off you know, yeah, like right away. These are, I think, those. It's those are the two defining things on this list, mainly. For sure. So, without a doubt, then, I think that, but, like I said, these two are the most important things we're getting out of this. But the next thing I had never heard of until the announcement. So, <laughs> I had seen them pop up in a few different things that I've read. Were um, they? They are. They were not under like. They they are just like a recent DC acquisition, right? So yeah, it was no. it was published by Wildstorm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Wildstorm. It's similar. The Watchmen is a more recent, more well known example of this, where they take something that was published, mm-hmm. um, by a different publishing company or um by an independent publisher. They take that, they buy it, and they fold it into the DC universe. Um, I think calling this a crossover film 
like the list we have in front of us does is a bit misleading. Um, yeah, I think they're like they're they're like actually owned now by DC. I would assume at least the. the oh yeah, they are. Them. They are. So, but when it says crossover, it feels like I was at first I saw oh they're doing a crossover film next. What is this going to be like? Superman, right. the Green Lanterns, and the Creature Commandos? But no, so, the yeah, Authority is it's a set team. Are. It's 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 our it's like a it's in, it's an established superhero team. Um, I don't know much about them, really. Um, I haven't. Like I said, they've popped up in one or two things that I've read. Maybe they'll interact with some characters from the the other shows or the the movie. Yeah. Before it, like maybe that's why it's referred to as a crossover film, and it's like just slight appearances from those characters or something, insignificant ones or something. Yeah, because they've they've interacted with Superman and stuff before, but it's mm-hmm. it's um yeah it'll. This I'm interested in. This is another thing that I think... James Gunn isn't writing this. He probably won't direct it. But this is another one of those things where I think that, you know, it could be done well. Hmm. It's different I enough. Think, you don't have the baggage he around as it. Well, but he just doesn't want to do the work for it because he's got the other stuff to work on, probably. Yeah, I know that we've talked to some people in our personal lives that, like, want him to write everything. That's not realistic. Hmm. Most of the stuff he's going to be overseeing and doing quality control over, which is what I feel like they really need. They need that one person who's going through and making sure everything meshes, making sure it's all consistent. Mm-hmm. He's, writing, he's writing the creature commandos because it's the first thing they're doing out the gate. Yeah. Writing Superman because it's the most important. The rest of the stuff I think he's going to have a hand in, but other people are going to do the heavy lifting for the writing. Yeah, and the, the thing with him is that They've already they announced that they were like we want to do two series a year, two movies a year, and then however many games they'll do, probably maybe one every two years, maybe one a year. So like that just means him you'd writing have to all get, of that five have to things get multiple a year. Maybe that's a lot. You'd have to get multiple different publishers in, mm-hmm. not publishers, but like studios in to make more than one game a year, yeah. or to make one single game a year good. I think you'd have to get multiple yeah. publishing houses, not publishing houses. I, I keep saying that like um, game design studios. And so, so put it, putting all that work on one person is not the way to do it. So he, he should, I think he should do the important things for now. Yeah. I don't, I doubt he'll do the Batman movie. I don't we'll think, see, though. I personally, I don't I think, think he'll hand that one off. I don't think he could. Yeah. It's not his style. Yeah, I I think he could do a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. I I hope that he doesn't do <laughs> it in like his more traditional style. I hope he does it. I hope he takes it a bit more serious. Yeah. In his writing. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm saying sure I'm not saying there can't be jokes or anything. I'm just saying the overall tone of the film I think it needs to be different than the tone of most of the movies that he makes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think he could do a Batman movie. I would agree, probably. But um, well, okay, I think he could if he but, tried. You know what I mean? But I don't think that he would want to try to do that. I feel that like it's sense. so different from what he he wants to put out. It's so far outside of his comfort zone. If he yeah. wants to make like a good Batman movie, I think. In Anyways. my opinion. Batman's not next. We got something else next. 
This is confusing. I, did you hear the things they said about this show? Is it Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman? A prequel. This is to a. That? This is hundreds of years. So I think, yeah, before yes. Her. But is it a prequel? With those, I, we, we don't know the yet. Okay, so they haven't. Said. We don't know if she's recast yet or not. They, there was that uh, rumor. Who knows now at this point? You know. So they're leading with this because maybe because that's up in the air. This once again feels a bit unnecessary and out there, especially with the uncertainty. It's like we're getting. Oh, Wonder Woman movie before we know what our Wonder Woman's going to be in this. Well, yeah, like we're getting Wonder Woman lore before our Wonder Woman. Yeah. It, basically. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like, I would rather see them. It's the same with Waller. It's like, instead of doing this and Waller, I would have rather them have given us. Like, they're giving us Supergirl, they're giving us Booster Gold, they're giving us the Authority, they're giving us the Creature Commandos, they're giving us Lanterns, they're giving us Swamp Thing. Instead of these two things, I would have rather seen them fold in something, another DC character that we haven't seen yet. Martian Manhunter, who had like 10 seconds of screen time. Yeah, give us a Martian Manhunter movie, like... That could be a really cool movie. Watching him, like, you know, you could see the fall of his people on Mars and him escaping and then him kind of infiltrating the government like he does a lot of times. Like, you could see that. Give us a a Nightwing movie because we've got a young Robin that's Damian Wayne. (sighs) That... We'll talk about that in a minute. After Batman. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, probably. We'll talk about that in a second. Um... But did you did you see the specific things they like they described the show is going to be like? I don't think so. What what's it going to be like? They said this is going to be a Game of Thrones style show, and I was like, I don't believe you. I don't you you. That's going to be so hard to execute, honestly. And like HBO's already got an, a Game of Thrones show going on, you know. So like just another style to muddy the the media pool. <laughs> so I what guess. is what does that mean? Because with know. with two of their shows, they said, this is going to be like another HBO show. It makes sense with True Detective, because it's like, okay, it's going to be a buddy cop, gritty detective story with two mm-hmm. Green Lanterns. That makes sense. With this, how is it going to be like Game of Thrones? It be, is it because it's in historically in like a sword and shield and bow wielding warrior race like stuff in their lore i guess are they are they are they talking about um the are they talking more about the tone is it gonna be like a political drama is it gonna be something where you never know when your favorite character is gonna die like what do they mean by that i don't know i or are they just throwing out because knowing that, I, I hadn't heard that, but knowing that makes me worried about the Green Lantern thing. Because if they're just throwing out names of other HBO shows with no real regard for it what might they be, mean. I think it's more of like them using it as like a genre idea. Because they, they did the thing with Swamp Thing at the end where they said it was going to be a horror. Like They describe each movie like it's going to be... 
a show like that feels like it's set in the past, like wartime, like whatever the the lore is for there, and then like it's gonna be like the de- a, de- a detective style show, you know, like similar to these things. Like we're gonna get a product of those. I don't know how it's gonna fit into this universe like that. I don't know why we need this in particular. <laughs> like I said, I I would before I, the before I hope Wonder this Woman, is good. This know? makes more sense than the Amanda Waller show, I think, because it's. Not taking a character who existed in these other things and putting them in this universe and muddying it. It's just like, personally, I would rather have seen another DC character that we haven't seen in a movie or a TV show before, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that's good. I really wonder what they mean by by a Game of Thrones style. If it's I, written... We'll see more well, about that later. I, 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 that one couldn't be... That one honestly could be one of my favorites, I think, by the end of it, if it's done well. Yeah, it just... I'm curious as to what the significance of it is going to be in the wider mm-hmm. universe, how it's going <laughs> to slot in there. Who's going to write it? <laughs> and, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to get more information about what they mean by uh, Game of Thrones style. But next up, the Brave and the Bold. Um, we're finally getting something I've wanted for years. Um, which we've gotten one before. We we've had a Batman and Robin movie in the past, mm-hmm. but we're finally getting another one. Um, this is something that I have always. Um, wanted from a modern batman movie is to give him a robin because Mm -hmm. lots of times you see batman give himself a robin to rein him back in and give him a bit of a lighter side Mm -hmm. it's been done well in animation it's been done well in the comics a lot i do think that they're going the worst route with this for for that tone, if because that's what I personally want out of it. I like a Batman who's starting to take things too far, who gives himself a Robin to rein them back in. Damian Wayne is interesting because he doesn't do that. He feeds into that darker side of Batman and, and is more aggressive in things. Similar mm-hmm. to Jason Todd. Jason Todd didn't take it quite as far. Jason Todd was more aggressive... And reckless than Dick Grayson um, was. But Damian Wayne turned that up to 11. And I think that Damian Wayne is a lot less interesting without the other Robins that came before him. Mm -hmm. And that that being said, we might come into this movie with the other Robins just getting established early on. Like Dick Grayson's off already doing Nightwing stuff and Jason Todd might be dead. Like he's still thought to be dead or something, you know. I, but but at that point, who you got to do it right at that point. Uh, I didn't when I when I saw them announce the Brave and the Bold and I saw the poster, I was like, "That's Damian Wayne." But I really, I'm gonna watch the video and I really hope, yeah, like they're the picture they used, not the yeah. posters, not a poster, the picture they used. But I was like, I really hope that's just not Damian Wayne because I I don't think. That this, that's got to be a significantly older Batman as well because then he's had. Two or three Robins by that point. Well, so really, they've redone the continuity in the comics. Uh, Tim Drake mm-hmm. was never a Robin. He was always Red Robin, his own superhero type thing. 
um, at this point. So they they have kind of condensed it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it. I think that skipping skipping over Dick Grayson and Jason Todd is detrimental, and it makes Damian Wayne a lot less interesting. Yeah, I would really love Did to it- see. I, I didn't say Jason Todd earlier when I meant to with Red Hood. That's my bad. Jason Todd's dead. Still, is that yeah, what I said? Yeah, did I say said, somebody that's what else? You said. you said Jason Todd. I think. Okay, I was thinking the other Robin it, as well. The, the the I forget the other name of it. Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Yeah. 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 I think you said. So Jason he is Todd. Red Robin. Yes. Tim Drake was okay. Tim Drake is Red Why? Robin. Okay. Yum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. I, I, if they're going with a younger Superman, I really wish that they would go with a younger Batman too. That's what I I was thinking. I get it. I get it. You don't want to use, you don't want to be so close to Robert Pattinson. Mm -hmm. And the issue is, if you skip over all of Batman's development... And I understand we'll have seen Robert Pattinson, we'll have seen the Christian Bale Batmans. They did an early days Batman. I understand. But with this universe, if they're willing to delve into some of the weirder, more supernatural stuff that Batman has faced, not even supernatural, just like Poison Ivy, um, Mr. Freeze, you know, Clayface, villains like that. If they're willing to go in that direction, you can make it very different. If you're willing to... And then you give him a young Robin. You have it... He's been Batman for three or four years. You have him very dark and aggressive at the start. And he doesn't kill, but he almost takes it too far. And then he ends up giving himself Dick Grayson to rein him in. You can have him with Dick Grayson for a movie, a movie and a half... Then have him go and become Nightwing. Or have him go join the Teen Titans. Whatever you want to do. And then Mm. maybe you give him a movie where he's by himself. And then at the end he gets Jason Todd. Jason Todd dies in the next one. The issue is with this. You'd have to have like five or six movies with a Batman in them to develop. But if you get the right person locked in. And you get the right... You can even tell, like, develop some of this story in team-up movies, in Justice League movies, in movies mm. about the Trinity with Wonder Woman and Superman. You could have like a, a, a the Sons of whatever it's called, the the Sons of something, where it's like Superman and Batman's son later on. Like you can you can do these things in other movies, not just in Batman movies, but like to really reach that payoff of what. Damian Wayne is and what that means for Batman as a character. I think you you need those other ones. And that history can be there depending on how you show it, but I really wish and this isn't just because like Dick Grayson is my favorite superhero from Robin to Nightwing. Like it's not just because of that. Because I I would like to see his entire story. I like selfishly that is what i want that's what i've wanted for a long time but um like just just in a movie format seeing him go from orphan ward to bruce wayne robin as the sidekick him 
leaving to go become part of the Teen Titans and then developing into Nightwing. Like, being able to see that over a few movies would be great. Mm-hmm. But just strictly from a storytelling perspective, what Damian Wayne means in terms of Batman and the point that he's at in his career and how Damian Wayne interacts with Nightwing, how he, you know, how they interact and how they don't mesh well and things like that, how Red Hood and Damian Wayne, you know, go together. How he goes together with Batgirl and Alfred and stuff. The point of that character is kind of lost if you don't have that history. Mm -hmm. You can do an accelerated version of it. I just don't think going straight to him. I love that we're getting a Batman and Robin movie. I just don't... I think starting with Damian Wayne takes a lot away from Robin as a character. It takes a lot away from his purpose with Batman. And mm. going back to an older Batman, especially if you're going younger with Superman, I think that... I, I, I really think that they could go younger with Batman and start off with a different Robin and let more of that story unfold before you get to this, this very extreme Robin, this very different one that batman doesn't really know how to handle because yes it is his son so he has to like (laughs) but he's also been trained by rachel ghoul and stuff so it's it's a very different dynamic and you don't get fully rewarded for that if all you see is um is damian wayne right away Skipping over Jason Todd's death again, even though I think Zack Snyder said that Dick Grayson was the dead Robin in that movie, like, (laughs) whatever. Skipping over the dead Robin is, um, I I think that seeing that in live action could be very impactful as well. I Mm. feel like starting with Damian Wayne, you miss out on a lot of good stories that you could draw from. Mm. And, and, And I think that, you know, that that will be detrimental to the universe as a whole and starting with an older batman kind of you know backs you into a corner longevity was but you know i understand that they don't want to get it too close to matt reeves those movies but i think that you could have points of difference that are more than just um more than just the age you could have the tone the style of villains the universe they're in and then for a start the robin because robert pattinson's batman there's no way he gets a robin like he just doesn't make sense in that world so (laughs) that's probably my biggest complaint when it comes to the actual storytelling and the concept for the movie in any of these but like I said, I, I'm a bit biased just because Dick Grayson is my favorite comic book character, but um, mm-hmm. I feel like starting off with any Robin but him is kind of disappointing and will just it'll just feel feel strange. 
starting off with mm. Damian Wayne as a Robin. Like once again, I just I'll say it one last time. I don't think that Damian Wayne works as a Robin if he's the first one that mm-hmm. we see. It'll be it's interesting to see how they'll do it, but I, I think with this, uh, I think it'll offer a very like interesting interact like interactions and relationships whenever there is a team up movie whenever there's a, is a justice league movie like this batman could be 15 years older than than the superman and be like an older brother to him but like obviously not as nice because that their relationship is like they appreciate each other but they're not a, like 100% trusting of each other probably no they're like really good friends Okay, then they're really good friends. See, I don't, I don't read the comics. Like, I just know well, for, like... Okay. So, in the so, animated series, so, like, they were kind of, like... Batman was cold to everybody, you know? Yes. So... <laughs> That's how it starts off. But, you, like, in most continuities, they develop and they're, like, having a really good friendship. Um, mm-hmm. There's actually a whole comic book thing dedicated to whenever Batman and Catwoman were getting married. Like, Batman... Yeah, I remember that. F- ...forgot to invite... <laughs> Clark Kent, and then he was like, should I feel weird about it? And Catwoman's like, no, you're really good friends. And then Clark Kent is like, I'm kind of disappointed that I wasn't invited to Batman's wedding. And stuff like that. <laughs> like Stuff like, stories like that, you're never going to get that in a movie, I don't think. Yeah, but, probably not. Um, but like, this could offer like a per- perspective like that, or like maybe he helps teach Superman something he needs to learn, you know, I hope, at some point. I hope it's- their relationship develops into like that that close friendship. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when Batman and Superman are at their best. And I do think it would make sense for like a, a Batman that's been fighting crime anywhere between like 15 to 25 years, however old they'll cast this Batman to help like a year two Superman would be good too. I, I just really think that would be good. And you, there's a lot you could play on the issue, is but you could also expand. That's usually when Batman Robins, starts it'll to be get weird. Sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you right there. No, you're fine. It's like it just goes back to the fact with how they're doing the Robins is weird, which I mean I I don't necessarily think they have to start with Dick Grayson. It's just I just think Dick Grayson me. is is Robin. But like even if you wanted to start, with, <coughs> I agree with Tim Drake. You know, I feel like that makes more sense as a starting point. And, and you can make it make sense with Dick Grayson still being like a character. Maybe he's in the movie for like five, like not even five minutes, maybe like two. And then he's gone. You know, he's doing his own thing as Nightwing. And then he comes back in a future movie. Well, I think like, well, I don't want to get, we'll talk about this a lot more as more information comes out. But Oh, like if, if Dick Grayson takes over the Batman mantle. Well, not even that. I don't think they're going to do, they might do that in the future movie. There's no way they do that in the first one, but. I think Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne, their relationship is very, very interesting. Weird. So, Yeah, isn't it kind of rocky? <laughs> it is at first, but then <clears throat> things de- they develop over time, and Damian Wayne learns a lot from Dick Grayson. So I, their relationship is very interesting. Mm-hmm. They could play off that a lot. I think... If you're going to do this movie, I think that I would want Dick Grayson to be a pretty significant side character in this. Mm-hmm. Just be- That's fair. Unless they're doing this where Damian Wayne has been a Robin for like a few years, which they could do. But if this is, if this is Damian Wayne like 
right away, Batman goes to Dick Grayson and talks to him about this a lot. Because, like, you know, he has issues and things, so... Yeah, and he basically raised Dick Grayson, so... Yeah, so... Well, Alfred as well, but... That's another thing that I want to see, is, like, I, I really want to see a good relationship between Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne, because that is one of my favorite relationships in comics. The dynamic that they have, even though Dick Grayson did get fed up and quit and leave Batman, their Mm. reunion and their relationship going into Dick Grayson's adulthood and his superhero career and stuff. um, I think that's a great relationship that we've been robbed of not being able to see... um, and even if we don't get to see it from the start, I think that's a very valuable thing that you could use. But we'll see how they handle that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up yeah. is a Booster Gold HBO series. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I like this character. I, um, Once again, I'm glad that we are seeing something different, something we haven't seen in live action before. Um, mm-hmm. and I think this could be really good depending on the writing and the cast. Yeah, this is similar. Glenn Powell said he would be interested in this. Who did? You remember who that is Glenn Powell? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. I think I can see him as that. For sure. I could also see like a, if if Booster Gold will be older, I could see like Chris Pratt doing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, if he comes to the DC universe, like they they everybody speculates. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I don't. He's not my. I don't want him. Like he's not my first choice. Yeah. But. You know. Yeah. This is. He's an interesting character. Um. I think they could do a lot with him. I don't have many thoughts on it yet. We haven't heard a lot about it, but mm-hmm. this and Lanterns are probably the two TV shows I'm the most excited for because these have the most potential. Um. Yeah. For stuff that could be really impactful for building the foundation of this universe. I agree. <clears throat> Next up, we have a Supergirl movie. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're doing this this early. I don't mind it though. I I think that, I don't either. You know, having Superman and Supergirl have had interesting relate like an interesting relationship over the years in the comics. They mm-hmm. have teamed up a lot and done a lot of good work together. Uh, she has, on her own, a lot of good storylines as well. Uh, I'm interested to see what they adapt, uh, how they do it, you mm-hmm. know, the direction they choose to go. Is she going to have been, you know, did she like have a different... re- did she have a relationship with Superman growing up? Like, did they mm-hmm. both come in on the same ship? Did she come in on a separate one? Uh, well, I, I think the, they've done it a lot of different ways. I think they announced like, I think they're trying to do it as like a. It, they're going to show like the difference of like how they grew up. Okay. As because you know, Superman, Clark Kent, Kala, whatever the heck you want to call him, like he grew up with a loving family. Yeah. You know that loved him and accepted who he was, but uh, what's Supergirl's name? Kara. Yeah, I think so. Kara. Kara, she like. I know in the comics, I don't know if this is the specific origin, but, like, she was floating on, like, a piece of Krypton. Or something. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes she comes in on the same ship. Not the same ship, so but, she, like, she comes in... Like, um... 
on a ship like he did in like Crashlands or whatever and gets picked up by a different family. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the continuity. Yeah, maybe like maybe Some, this sometimes had to like fight for herself when she grew up, and it'll just there have been be a her few adjusting times. to the new world. Yeah, there have been a few times where like she was raised with Clark Kent as well. So like, ah, oh, I did not it, know that. It, the, those are a lot less common. There's like one or two stories that are like that. I I, I think, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is interesting. Seeing two, you know, super people. In this first chapter is is very interesting. I feel like it's it's kind of bold to, to do that. Um, before you introduce other characters. But I think it's different. Because we just saw um, Wonder Woman. We just saw Aquaman. Apparently we're going to see more Aquaman stuff. We're getting a Wonder Woman prequel in here. But like... Really, I think that the Batman movie could have waited until chapter two, and you could have just followed up with this one. Um, mm-hmm. Just had like some mentions of him or something. Not even that. Just sprinkled like, out. May, yeah, maybe have some small mentions of like, hey, there's this weird. You'd have to do it as an early days Batman, like, I think. But like, that's what I would be like. The, well, there's this hero this like world. we all know of in Gotham, but we've never seen him. You know. I still would prefer, if you're going to do an older one, I feel like you do need to introduce him earlier on, but I wouldn't yeah. mind if, like, while all of this was happening, a new young Batman, like, started doing stuff and started fighting crime and things like that, and you hear mm-hmm. about him, but he's very secretive and stuff. I wouldn't mind that. <clears throat> but, yeah, I- I'm excited for Super. I think that there's a lot of potential here, especially... If they do Superman well, which I have faith that they'll do. Um, but yeah, having having two super people together right off the bat is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, a lot of people with powers early on and establishing like the, just like the magic and the... Yeah. I guess <clears throat> just the non-realistic side of this world. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... And then the I, I I think that one will be good as well. Yeah, go on. And the last thing we've got here, we've got uh, Swamp Thing, which is supposed to be a horror movie. This could be this could be really cool. Um, <laughs> I hope so. I hope that they actually go all in and commit to making a horror movie. I once again I said it earlier. Uh, Marvel in the past and DC in the past and other big franchises like this have said we're making this genre of movie and it's been like it hasn't really been that genre i'd like for them to fully go in and be like this is a horror movie that just happens to be set in this universe Mm. um but yeah no i think i think it could be really cool yeah i do as well that's all i really have to say about that i mean swamp thing is a character i just want them to commit as well that's really all i got for it too yeah uh, so. one interesting thing about this: no Justice League movie, no like big team up. That's fine. I I am I feel the same. I don't really care. I I mean I do feel like some of these characters are going to be seen in some of the other stuff, but who knows where? It doesn't really matter to me. That's fine. Some small cameos, some small stuff, you know. Even a significant thing like if Superman is in Supergirl, that's fine for most of it. Like I don't care, but not 
having them rush into a big team up. I, I like that. Because this is mm-hmm. what, like, you know, if they're doing two movies and two shows a year, this is probably three or four years of content right here. Yep. So, yeah, I think, I think four. Let's see, two movies. Two movies. Uh, actually, I think it's three years. Uh, whatever it is. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think looking just at the chapter one slate, I am excited about a few things, and I think they could really knock it out of the park if they tried. The mm-hmm. issue for me is the peripheral stuff. It is the way they're handling the last DCEU movies and then how they're setting up the Elseworlds. I think that that could muddy the waters and kind of detract from this. I think so, too. But it's it's it we'll have to see how they play it out. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll see. Yep. Um But anyway, uh that's all we've got for the DC stuff this week. I will say, uh, I think next week we're gonna do our first video game review episode. <laughs> um because you have pre ordered it I think digitally. And I'm going to pick it up uh, physically whenever it comes out this weekend. So we're talking next week about a game that we've <laughs> mentioned a few times on the show, which is the uh, Hogwarts Legacy game. I do want to say I understand there's some controversy surrounding the game. I'm not speaking for Hayden right now. He can disagree if he wants to. But personally, I disagree with uh, J.K. Rowling's beliefs. And Yes. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really respect her opinions or her character. And I understand she created this world and the series. But with that being said, there are a lot of people who don't share those beliefs. Who put a lot of hard work and effort into this game. And she really mm-hmm. wasn't involved. So just because the world it's the world she created, I still have respect for the people that worked on the game who don't have these bad beliefs and things like that. So, And reviews have come out. Uh, surprisingly, they're overwhelmingly positive. Um, I've seen a lot of like 8, 9s, and 10s. So I'm actually kind of excited to play it. Like I was excited at first because, you know, if you pay 10 extra dollars, you get to just Avada Kedavra everyone you see. I probably wouldn't have bought the game if I didn't get that version. That's pretty I'll funny. I'll be honest with everybody. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it's... That, I think that's what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to do a full episode on that. So, um, Looking forward to getting that and playing it. I know, Hayden, you you mentioned that, um, that you didn't love some of the screenshots and the graphics that you've seen. In the reviews that I've read, they said... That's not a big problem, and whenever it is, like, the gameplay is fun, and the story is a good time, so, like, it's easy to ignore that stuff. I hope so. I don't think it happens, like, super frequently, so. <laughs> we'll see. I guess you'll, good. I guess you, you guys, the listeners, will hear about it next week when we talk about it, so. Uh, if you want to let us know what your thoughts on the DC, uh, universe slight announcement where feel free to email us or hit us up on twitter but um 
yeah, so that's all we've got this week. Unless you have anything else. <laughs> no, that's all I got as well. Alright, so yeah, as always, you can leave a like, rating, or review on whatever you listen to us on. And if you have someone who hates the DC Universe and wants to see it do done right, and you think they'd enjoy some of our opinions, uh, feel free to share the show with them. And, and uh, you know, let us know if you force someone to listen to the show, if they get hooked, to just... Just let us know if this if this tactic works. Um, okay. But anyway, yeah, we'll see you next week to talk about uh, the Wizarding World Hogwarts Legacy. Wow. Oh, you're not going to continue it? This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com